I hope you have seen Joey Gamir on the Pickleball Pirates YouTube channel. He is not only entertaining, but also puts out some great instructional content. Today, he gives tips on what to do when your opponent attacks, how to surprise people you regularly play with, and how to determine your pickleball rating. So, let's get to the intro to hear from Joey. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, Joey Gamir. How are you doing today, Joey? Good. You pronounced that right. I'm, a, I'm amazed. <laughs> well, I, I am too, because I'm actually horrible <laughs> at pronouncing names. I can't, can't tell you how many I've butchered, so that was absolutely amazing to get that correct. But anyways, great to have you on here. I really do have a lot I want to talk to you about today, but let's get started a little bit with your pickleball journey, how you got started playing and when that was. Yeah, I, I moved that to Florida about four years ago. My uncle loved pickleball. He took me down to Pear Park in Leesburg, Florida. And I played pretty much with all like 60, 70, 80 year olds. And I was shameless. I, I loved the game instantly. I was, I was doing body shots on them saying, oh yeah. Made some extremely good friends with all these people. And I think that's what pickleball does. You make just friends instantly. And that's what I love about it. Awesome. Did you have a tennis background or what was your athletic background before getting into pickleball? Yeah. Went to States for tennis as a team was more of a double specialist. I love singles. I was, I still teach tennis, but I love pickleball now. Basically do have a tennis background, played some ping pong, played some racquetball at Penn state. So love racket sports basically. Well, in your four ways, you have certainly come a long way. I mean, you have got this great YouTube channel and you have so much content. How did all that get started? Keith Valentine started Pickleball Pirates. So I didn't come up with a name and I do the channel with Keith Valentine and Mark Napotovich and Keith started it. I met him about three and a half years ago at Veterans Park in Winter Garden and he had five subscribers. Basically, he had all his kids, he logged on to all his kids Gmail and got him to subscribe to the channel. And it was really Keith Valentine's vision. So it's pretty cool how it started, but it was it, Keith Valentine's, the original pickleball pirate. All right. Well, I'm glad he has included you and I hope to have them on the podcast also in the future as I would love to talk to them, but you do a lot of, or, or all of you do a lot of different things on your channel. Can you kind of describe what types of videos you have on there? Basically, we have a game video that goes out pretty much every day at seven in the morning. And Mark Napotovich, he does all the thumbnails. He's like a genius. And he gives me some pretty much all my ideas um, for the segments. Then I come and as you do more, I get some really good ideas. So like, like how to get injured in pickleball or just some really fun videos. But Basically, I wake up. It's just really exciting for me to be creative. And Mark has so many good ideas. So, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but. <laughs> well, you mentioned that every day you put out a game video. What what does that mean? What is a game video? 
basically we'll either play at Veterans Park and Winter Garden, Clear One in Orlando is an indoor facility. And we try to put up most of our game tape from tournaments. So it's either game tape from tournaments. We get some really good content from actually Phoenix and we get some pros on the channel. But basically a pickleball game in the morning, we try to mic it up. So it's really interactive. There's some smack talk, you know line calls, arguing over line calls. And then I try to do an instructional or different type of video three or four times a week. And that will go out at one o'clock, paddle reviews, and we're really trying to grow the channel. So. All right. So in terms of your instructional videos, what's been some of the most popular ones? So my most popular video, actually, so a person from Utah came and his name, uh, a person from Utah came and he had some, a really good tip. It was basically if someone's going to attack you and when you attack at the person's right elbow. So basically he was saying you should slide over a foot right before they hit and almost take that as a backhand. And this is actually a big ping pong tactic. And that video, I think, has close to 50,000 views. Some other fun videos are close to maybe 50 or 60, but just maybe a quick tip video, like tip videos do very well. Right. And I certainly know with my audience on Pickleball Fire, everybody who listens loves the, the tips. So in terms of that short tip that you were talking about, when you see somebody attacking, assuming that you're a right-handed player you yes. actually want to take a step to the right so you can have your back. So you can basically, you can, you can counter with that backhand and you can do the opposite really, if you want. Like, I think as you play pickleball, you pick up on people's tendencies. So like, if you see me playing with like David Nell on the channel, he knows everything I'm doing. So I think any pickleball player will understand like, if they play someone a lot, they know exactly what that person's doing. And you have to keep them off balance. So basically, if you can apply some of these tips to your rec play games, you will become a better tournament player. Now, I, I like you, often play the same people. We know each other's games well. How do you really do something different when, you know, sometimes tendencies are just so in, ingrained in how you... Basically... I like to watch other people's games and I steal their pretty much attacks or I'll steal their dinking tendencies. Like maybe like, I think a really good tip is to keep people off balance to answer your question. Like maybe when you're dinking, dink two out wide, one middle, two out wide, one middle, but have something in your head where you're keeping your opponents off balance without even thinking. And I think a good pickleball player will have that intuition if they get a high dink, they know when to speed it up already. But for me, it's almost being a little more patient. If I can be more patient, I'm going to keep my opponents off balance more because they know I want to attack so bad. It's so tough for me not to attack all the time. You don't like to hold back, do you? No. And that's the thing about pickleball, like the intensity you get, like, like boxing, if you come out with a lot of intensity, you're probably going to do better in pickleball. If intensity probably will hurt you, you're probably going to attack too much. You're probably going to lose tournaments. And I'm kind of seeing that. So I think it's really just about more being that golf attitude, just really laid back, kind of seeing what your opponents are throwing at you 
and adjusting accordingly, opposed to coming out and swinging. All right. Well, some great tips already. And I have to admit, I found you're, you're extremely entertaining on the videos. And one of the series that I saw you do, which I thought was very interesting, and it also had a lot of views, was talking about ratings, tournament ratings. Now, I don't actually play tournaments. I have a few friends that do play tournaments. But what was so interesting was I think you were showing clips from maybe the U.S. Open. You had maybe um, four yes, four matches, yeah. five points each, and they were medal matches. So t- tell me a little bit about that and kind of what the learnings from all that were was. Yes, I think that's a huge subject because people watch our channel and they'll say three, five at best. But I don't think people realize when we're playing like a rich lively when he drives, they don't see the velocity of his drive and how far it's sinking. So short points don't necessarily determine your ratings. I mean, you can have 121 dink rally, but that doesn't mean you're still not a three five. And I think when people watch, they don't see the wind. They don't see a lot of other things. So if you're slicing that ball really hard, like when you're returning, like a Ben Johns does, I think if I see, if I'm watching video and I see someone with a really nice slice return, they get to the kitchen and they can attack more. I'm going to say this person's probably at least a four, four, five already. So I'm kind of looking at, at, well, obviously can they consistently drop in the kitchen, but also do they have those intangibles that a four, five or five O has when someone pops a dink up, can you attack it basically? Yeah. And what I found so interesting about that video series is that it, you know, just showing five points was difficult to tell what the rating was. And I do think, I don't know if all the matches were, had the same win that the first match did because. Yeah, clearly, that had a lot. Yeah. Cause, cause clearly you, you looked at that and I think what were they four or five players, but you could not tell. <laughs> No, you couldn't. I basically just took the first five points, but you can tell like when they sped it up and even if they're missing some speed ups, the speed ups are pretty well disguised. And if you can disguise your speed ups pretty good, I think as I'm coaching someone, I'm really coaching someone like when you speed it up, it has to be disguised as a dink because you have to keep your spontaneity and pickleball. So when I'm watching video, I'm like, if I play against this person, can I tell when they're speeding it up? Last week, I was drilling with a friend, Jim, and we were definitely working on some speed ups. And he said to me, he says, Lynn, can you tell when I'm going to speed the ball up? Because he says, when you do it, I have no idea that you're going to do it. And he said, I change my grip. Can you see that? And I said, Jim, I'm not experienced enough to be looking at that yet. <laughs> But how how do people disguise their shots? Because I use exactly the same grip. I mean, it does look like exactly the same everything. But, you know, how how do people disguise and or what are people's tells usually if they are speeding it up? Tell on if people are speeding up that forehand roll, a tell is if they bring it back a little too far. So if you watch badminton players, badminton players have, have those fast twitch muscles in their wrist. So it's almost like they have no take back at all. Henry Wanato, he plays a lot of pro, but his speed ups are so good because he has no take back at all. It's a lot, it's wristy, but it's also, it's a little wristy, but 
it's just this guy so good. I guess it's tough to explain. That actually brings up a good point because see, I used to play racquetball. So that might be one of the reasons why it's hard to tell when I speed it up because I am used to using my wrist and there's so much talk and pickleball about don't use your, don't use your wrist. But yeah, I mean, sometimes it can be to a benefit. That's a good point. Like if you look at Ben Johns, like when he speeds it up, especially on that forehand roll, he's getting a lot of power just from his legs and his shoulder. So like basically a good forehand roll shouldn't have much risk in the sense like the wrist should be coming over naturally if if you're really uh, pushing up with your lower body a little bit. So that's a good point too. So I guess it depends. A good coach like Tony Giannani, he's one of the best coaches we have in Orlando, but he he will coach a person. Like if they come from a tennis background, he will coach them completely different than if they're coming from a badminton background. Like you said, you're coming from a racquetball background. So you're probably an extremely good counter puncher, really fast reaction times. But again, your drives might be a little too long. I'm not sure. I've never seen you play pickleball. (laughs) Well, I have to admit, I have a lot of slice from racquetball. So people are like, they hate when I hit hit my return on the serve. (laughs) It's it's nasty. Anyways. All right. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Racquetball players usually have extremely great returns. And yeah, like as Scott Graves on our channel, he just crushes the ball, but his strokes are too long, in my opinion. Interesting. All right. One thing you mentioned that we should probably define a bit, because I know not everybody listening to the podcast might know what it is, but what is a forehand or backhand roll? A forehand or backhand roll should be disguised as a dink. It most likely is taken out of the air when you're in a dinking war at the kitchen. If they pop up that dink a little, a forehand roll is basically you're pretty much going from low to high. You're hitting topspin, so you can hit it a little faster. It's going to sink. It's going to stay in the court. And the roll refers to the wrist naturally rolling over as you hit through the ball. So it shouldn't be wristy. Really, a good forehand or backhand roll should really be getting power, one, from the lower body, and two, from the shoulder basically coming through the ball, but it should be a short stroke and well disguised as a dink. All right. That was a great definition. So thank you for that. I'm going to move kind of back to what I was talking about before a little bit with the videos and the ratings. And I noticed that in a follow-up video to that initial ratings video, you kind of broke down the differences between the different levels and so, you know, what I, I usually I think the difference is pretty clear between 3.0 and 3.5. And just about everybody tends to say, oh, I'm a 3.5. But what is the difference between a 3.5 and 4.0 player? What are the main differences that you see? The simplest answer is a 3.5 player won a gold in 3.5 and is moving up to 4.0. That's what a Martin Apatovich will answer. Probably the USAP, USAP definition would be a 4.0 most likely is going to miss less drops. They're going to be a little more consistent. That, that serve probably is going to be a little deeper, a little more power. They're going to get their returns deeper. The backhand is a big thing because a lot of three, five players with that backhand, 
when that drop in that backhand, that almost hit in faster through it and rush into the kitchen. A 4-0 player is going to be able to loft that backhand a little more and take that time a little more on that third shot drop. If I'm watching video, I'm almost looking to see how, how does that backhand look? And it does sound like you watch a lot of video, don't you? I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> Except for pickleball, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So then as we move up, what's the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.5? And this could be what Joey thinks. This doesn't have to be what the USAPA thinks. What I think the difference is that a 4.5 is probably more patient. And in the sense, they're going to be more patient. But once they see what, see they're going to have better intuition. They're going to be more patient. Once they see a, a, like a dink that's popped up, they're going to be a lot more aggressive and they're going to go for it. A lot of 4-0 players will speed up the wrong ball. They're going to miss easy speed ups and they're going to try to make up for that because they'll miss an easy speed up. And then the next dink is actually a tough dink and it, it's not attackable and they're going to try to attack it. So a 4-5 player is going to attack the right balls most of the time. A 4-0 player is going to miss some easy attacks and they're going to try to make up for it and attack the wrong ball. And in my opinion, I would say that's a difference. I like that definition. Now, one thing you haven't mentioned so far exactly is what about defense? How does that play into ratings? Resetting the ball is so important. And I think a good defensive player can reset the ball anywhere in the court. Like in tennis, that's a no man's land, right? But in pickleball, a third shot drop, if your partner is positioned correctly, there's no no man's land. And I think a good defensive player can drop the ball, reset the ball anywhere in the court. And I would say that is what a good defensive player is. So when you're talking about resetting, the ball is hit hard at you and you're able to change from that hard shot to a soft shot and put it effectively in, in the kitchen or in a place that somebody cannot be offensive with it. Exactly. And I've done a bunch of reset videos. The key to resets, like someone hits the ball really hard, right? You're resetting the point. Basically, if I have a speed up and it comes back a lot faster and lower, I just want to reset the point, right? I want to get back in that dinking war. So a good reset should have a real loose grip, maybe a three or four. And I'm hitting slightly down on it, hardly any swing at all. And I would say that's what a good reset is. All right. Well, I appreciate so much. You've given so many wonderful tips for the audience. Anything else that we should know about you or the Pickleball Pirates? We're just getting started. If you saw my videos like three years ago or two years ago, they were so bad, but we keep everything out there. But Mark, Mark Napotovich, he's just amazing. And we have so many good things coming down the pipe. And for me, like I'll do a video, but everything is a pilot for me. I just want to get better. Like any good pickleball player, they'll go to rec play and play for three hours. It's just really about getting better. And I think that's why I love our station so much. So, so okay, you just got to give me one example of when you said, oh, I was so bad. What were you, what was so bad? 
So I'm not used to podcasting, but you'll probably see I have a lot of ums and all these things. I was bad at editing. I was I didn't have a good voice for YouTube. I still don't have a good voice, but it's getting better. But everything, everything was bad. Like you could watch an older video. Video quality was not good. We upgraded to like really nice DJI cameras. We're trying to go to 4K. Editing was horrific. But, you know, it's like life. It's about the journey. I'm actually amazing. Like people will say my videos suck and I'm really good with negative reinforcement. And I'll, I'll write to them. I'm like, I know my videos suck. Any suggestions? And I think if you go on the pickleball court and you play someone really good, I, I don't care if I lose. I care about like, they'll give me a tip or I'll watch some video when I'm playing. And it's about getting better. All right. Well, I love that. So besides the YouTube channel, if somebody wants to reach out, perhaps get lessons in whatever area you're teaching, how can they find you? They can give me a call, 908-907-3613. I live in Orlando, Florida, and I try not to give too many lessons. I'm pretty lazy, but I have some pretty amazing clients. And yeah, they can give me a call. They can reach out to uh, Joey at thepickleballpirates.com. We're trying to get a lot of more reviews. I'm up for anything. I think if someone tells me to do something, I'll try it, basically. So... Awesome. That is so great to hear that you're uh, open for just about anything. (laughs) (laughs) Joey, thank you so much for being on the Pickleball Fire podcast today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 